This is the Simply Real TV podcast, where we discuss the practical differences between true Christianity and the spiritually corrupt game that is commonly accepted as Christian faith in the world today. I'm Michael Hildebrandt, and joining me is Joe Ford of Remnant Ministries and pastor of the True Christian Church in Longview, Texas. We're here to talk about dying to self. All right. So right before we uh, got started here, you were making a point about the difference between everything what this show is really about, the yeah. difference between true Christianity and the, and the game. Yeah. The thing that hits my heart is the difference between what we're talking about and what we see out there. Uh, specifically when it comes to dying to self and people thinking, hey, you know, I know what that is. That's me. I live that way. When the truth is, is that's not the case. Um, true death to self isn't just, you know, I'm going to deny myself what I want. You know, I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do that. It's actually dying to that desire. Right. The presumption. And that's something that we've got to be responsible to address as we talk about any of these topics. The presumption that I already do that, that I'm already walking that, that is heard on the other end of of this, you know, you're listening to the podcast in your car and you're like, oh yeah, I know what that is uh, because the game is so prevalent. It is so everywhere and the lie has been perpetuated so much and so many people have believed it. And that's why we're doing this podcast. There is a distinction between the truth and between and the lie. And the problem is it's been blurred. And so we're making a concerted effort to, to, to draw those out and to show the differences between them. So we're not just here to talk about what everyone already thinks, and we're not talking about dying to self as in, you know, well, good thing we're already all doing that. Well, that's only true if it's true. We're only actually dying if we're, if we're doing that. Yeah. And I, I, again, you know, coming back to that concept, if you, when I say dying to self or when we say dying to self, I can hear so many people translate that to self-denial, right? Um, you know, I, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to, I don't know, live wild, right. live wicked, whatever that definition is to that individual person. And they have their own concept of this is what it means to be a bad person, and I'm not going to do that. I'm going to deny myself that. Um, I'm not going to have the things that I think are good or that I want. Death to self is different. Yes, there's a there's a, a place of, you know, Jesus said, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. There's a place here to deny, but then the take up your cross part is to, is to die to yourself, not just deny, but to die. And so there's a, that translation is, hey, I'm doing, I'm doing that thing, right? Yeah. Because I've told myself, no, I'm not doing these bad things that I think are bad, these, this list of rules that I think are bad. And I'm just restraining or restricting yeah. my desire. Death to self is an actual change in desire. God, you lose what you want and you're good with it, right? Yeah. You let it go until you are good with it. Um, death is, a, is an issue of finality. Um, it's, a, it's to what degree are you going to be free of this? Well, to the point of death, right? I'm no more is this going to control me. No more do I even want this thing. I see it different. Um, God actually delivers you from the desire for, and for, for whatever not only your is. list of things, right. but th that's another thing is the presumption is that it's just, you know, these things that you have decided. Right. It, it's the, the things that are observable on the surface, the actions of going and drinking, the actions of all these things. Well, no, God wants to free you from the pull within you that makes you attracted to whatever that is. And that's, I mean, so we, we've got to define what we're talking about. You know, what do we mean when we say dying to self? And that, what you're talking, what you're saying, and I forget exactly how you said it, but it was excellent. It was fantastic. It was, so good. So good. it was it was great. I should have written it down, but I mean what you're talking about, the finality of it. That's that's why the term death is used. It's not just deny, it's die. Because once you're dead, there's you 
there's nothing more there. There's no more life. There's no more activity. It's a final thing. And so, I, I mean, I want to say what we're actually meaning is we're talking about completely cutting away the self-serving influence within us. I mean, there's a finality to it. It's not just deny. It's not just avert the eyes or or whatever people do to somehow say they're going to abstain from something like a force of will. Well, okay, but your will still wants it. That's the problem. You have to actually have it cut away from you. Yeah. God is not interested in how powerful your your self-control self or, yeah. self, or self-restraint is. And yet it, when, when religion comes in, which is this is the thing God wouldn't want me to do yeah. in your own – you're still very much in control yeah. of this. What would Jesus yeah. not want me to do? Yeah, what would Jesus not want me to do? And, and so your will is very much in control, and you're saying these are things God wouldn't want me to do, so I'm going to make a rule to restrain that desire because I want to do those things. Right. Right? That's no that there that's where the religion comes in and and you feel good about yourself because look, I'm not doing these things. God's changed me. Yeah. But has God yeah. changed you? Is it actually God? Or yeah. are you just living a life of self-denial? Right. Well, God's not interested in your self-denial. He's interest, he is interested in a change of heart. A true change of heart where you are delivered, your will is broken, it's surrendered, and you're actually in obedience, in, in relationship with God. Yeah. Right. And obedience that comes from relationship. Right. Um, there's no rebellion there in your heart. When God says, this is not good. Your heart is, I agree with you, God, that is not good. And you see it for what it is. But if you're if God says, this is not good. And you're like, oh, I shouldn't want that. Uh, yeah, you're right, God, this isn't good. Yeah, but in your heart, you really want that. Right. You're just lying. Right. Well, that that's the kid that I'm sitting down on the outside, but on the inside, by golly, I'm standing up. It, it's rebellious. Yeah. That's not a changed heart. That's just an outward compliance that is offered. And that's not what we're talking about. What we see, or what you see in the false church— what you see in Christendom today is tons of well-meaning people, in, in some cases well-meaning, doing what they truly believe is right, right? I mean, with all the best intention, wouldn't God want this for me? Isn't this what God would want? And if, if, if that is your process, if that's what you're thinking, you're, you're far from where you need to be. Right. And, and that, that is the Pharisees. And then Jesus shows up and said, hey, your righteousness is going to have to surpass this. And it, it's offensive to them. Right. Because but I'm trying, I'm doing all these things. Right. Um, it, it, but it's not about that. It's about actually knowing God he, 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 without hearing God's voice, without hearing him speak to you, without encountering God. Right in a real way, and even when I say that, I hear, "Oh, I encountered God." You had an emotional experience. Maybe you did. Maybe God spoke to you, but that doesn't mean that you actually heard God, listened to what He said, repented, died to yourself, and continued to follow after Him. Which it's not a one-time thing. This is a lifestyle from from one moment to the next, to the next, to the next. Not what I want, God, but what you want. Everything you're talking about, the religious response, which is a great angle to take uh, because it has to be addressed because of the presumption that, oh, yes, that's me. Oh, yes, you know, like we started out saying, I'm already doing that. Well, well, no, this is how people presume that they're dying to self. And there's so many different places where religion comes in to presume that they're following God, and which is, you know, religion is based on that presumption in order to feel good about self. But that's, it's just not the truth. And I think of other ways that people misinterpret dying to self. You know, they think of it, it because I've, I've heard this before. Well, well, that's just a really morbid way of thinking. You know, why are you always talking about death? You know, you guys are so morbid. Or whatever. It's like, well, or they think that you're supposed to just beat yourself up. 
Well, I, which is, which is a very religious thing. That's kind of another uh, angle to what you're talking about with the religious response of, well, I want something that I shouldn't want. And then you have the very self, you know, beating kind of thing. And you see, there's even rituals that are based around this because they think that in the, the penance idea as if that's going to be the death to self God's talking about. All the trappings of religion, right? Every, Take your pick. Everything you, you see people do, even even if you go into a church and it's, we're going we're gonna to pray, you know, hold hands and pray five times during the service. Why? Based off of what? Where, where did, when did you stop having relationship and conversation with God in your heart? You're doing a thing in order to feel like you are doing the thing that God wants. But nobody stops—Scripture is full of this. Nobody stops and says, where is the Lord, right? Where are you, God? And if we do, it's lip service. Oh, where's the Lord? We want want to know the Lord's will, right? God, I'll do whatever you ask me to do until he asks you to do the thing you don't really want to do, Yeah. right? And then—well, then it's Satan that's, you know, somehow tempting you. Or God understands I'm not perfect and, and I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm just forgiven. Well, right, and that's why we call it a spiritually corrupt game. Yeah, and and what you're doing, you know, what God is doing is He's bringing a man to a point of death, right? And He's like, okay, right here, surrender here, and if what if anything comes in and says, well, I'm not perfect, I'm just forgiven, or well, God would would understand, or God God is love and and kind, or whatever comes in and and subverts yeah. actual dying, yeah, argues against the, it. The true change in your heart is that it, it prevents you from actually changing, and and then you are settling on religion, which is not relationship with God. God says, "Here is where relationship is found, where where relationship is found in death." That's where it's found. Yep. That's where God says, meet me. Meet me right here at the end of yourself. That's where I will have a relationship with you. And that is not taught. No. Well, the reality is that is, that is, not, that is not an easy thing. And, and I don't want to gloss over that in any way. I mean, it, it, just because it's not an easy thing doesn't mean we can just blur the line and say, well, it's not required. Well, no, we're not going to do that. The truth is, it is absolutely required. I mean, Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, you're going to have to die. You're going to have to take up your cross. So you, you can't just dismiss it. But that's a gruesome, I mean, it, it is a hard thing. And there's a reason why most people don't want to do that. It costs. We're talking about losing your very self, about cutting away everything that you want and that is not easy. I mean, the, the will to survive is written into our, the fabric of our physical body, right? And you, you see that is extremely strong because people forget about how hungry or tired uh, or lonely they may be when their physical life is on the line. All of a sudden, that's the only thing that matters. It is extremely strong. It, it is the hardest thing that we will face in this life. Much more difficult than any of the other trials we encounter. It's this desire within ourselves to remain alive, to protect that. Well, that is the very thing that must die in order for us to know God. You know, um, the, the religion that you're talking about is everything that the Pharisees had. And Jesus makes the point in, in, in the midst of the heights of the, the Pharisaical tradition, he makes the point Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, and I'm going to say, I never knew you. So all the religion, all these trappings mean nothing if we don't know God. And how are we going to do that if, if we're not dying to the self that is constantly, stubbornly uh, rebelling against God and wanting to be anywhere other than where he is? That's got to die. Yeah, and you bring up the point of the, the source, right? On again, I hear, oh yeah, I agree with these guys. I die to myself. On whose terms do you die? Right? It, it 
you know, well, I had this desire. I was a drug addict, and now I know I'm no longer a drug addict. Or you know, I, I can hear something. Mm-hmm. God changed me. He changed my desire. I don't even want that anymore. Well, that's great, right? I mean, your life better, better uh, standard of living, right? right? In this case, right? right? Less that's poison awesome. in your body. But did you walk with God in relationship and die to what you wanted? Uh, I've got an example for me. The way that God made this point for me. Um, which you've heard this story for, and you can mock me for it. It's fine. Okay, I'm um, ready. I'm driving down the road, and I'm talking to God, and we're God's God's. This was a critical moment in my life because I was I was kind of waking up to this, and uh, I look over, and I was in the habit of you know, if I wanted if I wanted to pull over, it was really more of like a fast food in general, but I wanted a donut. I look over and I see it. Uh, the yes, donut shop. The donut, right? donut the story. Donuts. I look over and I see a donut shop, and I'm and I'm I put on my blinker. I'm gonna pull in, and God said no. And you would have thought God was telling me to, you know, cut jump, your arm yeah, off, jump off a cliff, or yeah. cut my arm off, or it was like, but I want a donut, right? It, it's and every voice that could could imagine was there. It's just a donut. What does that matter? Well, God God would understand. But the voice the of God is saying differently, right. right? The voice of God in my heart, which if I'm honest in my heart, and in that moment, the honesty of my heart is like, I know God has just told me no. Holy crap. Why is this so hard? All I want is a donut. And then God spoke and said, are you going to forsake the kingdom of God for a donut? And I'm telling you in that moment, it was a, it was an option. It was a consideration. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard, right? And what God was doing was breaking my will because in my own understanding, that's not a sin, right? right. In my own understanding, it's yeah. just a donut. Who cares? It's not like God, it's not like I've never had a donut since. It's not like, you know, well, right. you should never have yeah. a donut. Now you abstain from all That's donuts. not what God was doing. God saw rebellion in my heart. Yeah. God saw stubbornness. He saw self-life. And he's Protection. like, you really want to yeah. follow me? Follow me here. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to cry. Uh, yeah, you are. Uh, you are it already that, happened. That, that was coming a, up. No, I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm a man. <laughs> I'm not like you and Scott. No. Um, but it was a big deal for me in my heart because it's like, okay, God, I, I will give you what you want here. I will not have my way. And it was everything. It broke me. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. And that that is not gonna cry. <laughs> I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> I mean, the, uh, just, just you know, it's, there's yeah. stuff in here. Must no. be humidity in the air. Um, th- <sighs> crap. <laughs> <laughs> I got you distracted. We got joking about something. No, the it seems like such a small thing, right? And and that's what the the beauty of that story is. Well, it's just a donut. It's just this thing. Well, the problem is it's just everything. Until it until there's death, it's just everything in your life. And so, I mean, that's why. Why are we even talking about death to self? Why, why is that even a thing? Why did Jesus bring it up? Why are we making such a big deal of it? Because we are born yes. with the DNA of Satan, that heart that was given everything good he could ever want, given a place of honor above I mean, I don't know if it's all the other angels, but I mean, a high, high position. And guess what? He wanted more. But he had this in his heart. Yes. And as and God, God sees it. God knows it. He sees it in us. He knows how ugly it is. It is rebellion against the kingdom of God. Yeah. On a on what level? On the level that it shook the heavens. Right. Right. On the level that God had to cast him out. Yeah. That is not cool. And that sliver of I want what I want and I am what I am and you can't tell me that is that is ingrained in us, right? I have my rights, right? You can't tell it's my God given right. Right. Well, what heart are you speaking from? Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, you can have your rights or you can have relationship with God where right. you lose. You surrender those rights. Jesus didn't demand his rights. Right. He lost. He, he, he gave up. He gave him up. He said, Father, not what I want, what you want, right? I mean, th- that is his heart. Right. And that brings up uh, a point I wanted to make about one of the concerns that I've heard. You know, one of the objections, I'd have to say it that way, 
is, well, if I die to myself, I'm just going to stop being who I am. And I, you know, I'm going to lose all of that. It's like, well, that's just stupid. That's not true at all. That's presuming that God is evil and that he has a bad motive towards you. And it's, it's this teenager attitude. Well, I don't want to give up, you know, God's a party pooper. He doesn't want me to have anything good. And that's what God means when he says you should die to yourself. No, that's not it at all. You are missing the points. God isn't going to overwrite like your personality, be, you know, out of some kind of desire for uh, power or something like that. What he's doing is, is actually freeing your heart from everything that shouldn't be there. And so, I mean, am I, am I not the Michael that I used to be? Well, I am a different man. But I am more who I was supposed to be from the beginning of, of creation. I was more who I was meant to be because of the loss of self. I'm not less of, of who I should be. It's absurd. But it's, it's a selfish uh, grabbing and holding kind of attitude. It, I think it comes down to relationship, right? For God, it is all about relationship, good, right relationship. And this is a relationship killer. I want. Yes. Right? I want destroys marriages. It destroys relationships with coworkers. It destroys families. It destroys everything. Um, and, and you see it, right? Uh, scripture, you want and cannot have, so you kill to have it. Right. You know, uh, that concept, right? I want something, and I can't have what I want, so I throw a fit can't have what I want, so I punch him. I can't have what I want, so I kill him. I can't have what I want, so I lie. I can't have what I want, so I sneak and I, I deceive yeah. and, and I cheat, right? The, it, it all comes down to this, I want what I want, and it destroys relationship. And God sees, God, God, there's nothing blocking his view. He looks at you and he sees this thing in your heart. He's like, that will kill all that is good. Yeah. That's got to go. Right. And if you're going to have relationship, if you're going to be in my kingdom with me and have relationship and it be good and to live for eternity, yeah. right, in, in right relationship and all the cool things God has and who he is, he's like, it has to be on these terms. Yeah. Because that, I'm not going to live it through eternity with that. Yeah. That, that, it, that is not okay. And you know, it's the source of all conflict with, with in, in relationships. Like, well, yeah. you're just, you know, surrendering every, your whole will to mindlessly follow after. That's not what God does. God shows truth. And engages the heart. And engages the heart. Yeah. He is deeply relationship, yeah. right? It, it's, in fact, most people turn away from God in sin. That's what sin is, right. to swerve away from God. Because the relationship of God is intense. Yeah, it's more than they want. Yeah, it's a, you're accountable to it. And let's say all of that in, in different words that people are very familiar with to make the point of what this verse, Romans 6.23, has always meant. It says the wages of sin is death. Yeah. It, I mean, that is the scriptural description of everything you just said. The, the, the end result. The result of, yeah. Yeah, of desiring to be separate from God, swerving to separate, which is what sin is. The end result of that is death. The lack of life. Yes. The opposite of life. Yep. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's not just this archaic principle uh, read by some guy in a robe and you can't understand what it means. This is extremely practical. Either you lose that part of yourself that wants to be separate from your creator or you spend eternal, inter, eternal death is the concept, you know, and, and let me say this, the, everything in the physical world is a, a spiritual metaphor of, of things we don't see. So the process of my body dying and the horror, the, the horror of that, you know, it, it's not pretty, it's not fun. It's very, it can be very painful that is a picture of eternal death, something that we don't know because it's, we haven't been there yet, but it's meant to point to that. So when we say death, I mean, imagine eternity with no life in you, no light, no actual knowing, no actually perceiving the truth, nowhere to put your foot, nowhere to rest. 
nowhere to have anything good. Everything bad is all you've got. So if this I want is the declaration of my independence, right? My own way. I am my own God. Then death, the, the, you carry that out to its end is isolation. It's lack of relationship. It's relationship with only you. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. And all the ugliness in you. Yeah. And and that's something that drives people crazy when they're alone. Yeah. It's, It's all their own thoughts. It's horrible. Imagine that for eternity. But but then come back around and tie in what we've already been talking about, about the in order to have relationship, you've got to die to this. Well, Romans 6, 7, he who has died is freed from sin. This is how you get there. You cannot say I have relationship with God if you haven't died. It's not true. This is the difference between true Christianity and the game. Yeah, I mean, the very definition of sin, you know, the true definition of sin is not a list of things that you don't need to be doing, right? Right. True definition of sin is to swerve, to miss right relationship with God. The mark is right relationship. And in your heart, you, you know, apart from God, your tendency is to turn away from him. You don't, you don't want that, right? You don't want to lose your, yourself. You don't want to lose your will. You yeah. want your way. You don't want to be accountable. I mean, I got young children, man. It, you it's not hard to, to, to see yeah. from birth, man, we want what we want, right? I tell my kid no, and it's, you know, the, the water works, the fit, the scream if they don't yeah. like it, right? It's, it's like you're sawing them in half. That's you're right. so it's horrible. Terrible. Can't believe you. Um, And then you see their... their conflict with relationship, right? Because they want it, they want relationship, but they also want what they want. And a lot of times what they want outdoes relationship. And you have to you have to teach them, listen, this is not good. This 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 is an ugly thing that we need to we need to be done with this, right? Um and and yet that that is that's discipline and raising a kid and all that, right? It, it is a symbol, I guess, right. of what God does in our hearts in relationship with him. And it is we have to be willing to lose there. Um, again, there is a, my will, my own will cannot, um, usurp the will of God, right? It has, I have no, in order to have relationship with God, there is a surrender of my will to God. God's the cat daddy, right? He's the one, he's, he's daddy, and, and it's not about what I want. And Jesus lays it out perfect, you know, when he's going to the cross. He's like, Lord, if this cup could pass, or God, if this cup could pass, that would be great, but not what I want. What do you want? Not my will, but your will be done, God, right? Yeah. And, and it shows that's the right heart to have. And again, I hear that's, you know, that's what I want. I, I want God's will to be done and not my own. Th- that's great. Until it actually comes down to God saying, okay, right here, this needs to change. And I hear that, and I know what that is. That's a game, right? That's, a, that's another way to make yourself feel good instead of actually losing your life to God, where he is saying, right here, this you cannot have, or this needs to change how you see this. Change your perception. Die to this. This is not good. Or this over here, this is good. Agree with me. And we haven't talked about agreement, but that, yeah, but that's the idea. That's how you die, right? right? You agree with God and not yourself, right? God, what you say is true. What I say is not true. Yep. Right. Well, and that's that's a good transition there because I, I I need to get to well, how do you do this? How do we get there? I mean, because I was one of those guys that said, well, yeah, I do that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, but how do I get from that diluted? Uh, not diluted, I realize I have to enunciate, so it may, diluted. not diluted as in too much water poured yeah. in, but deluded as in I'm not perceiving the truth. I am deceived. How do you get past that point to the point that we're talking about of being dead? Well, it's, it's through God speaking. Yeah, I hear the other day I heard this statement, and you hear it a lot, and it, it has become an excuse to not die. Um, well, we're not perfect, so let's show them a little grace. Let's show somebody else a little grace because, you know, yeah. none of us are perfect. 
It's like, that's not what grace means. What you're saying is let's show them mercy. And you're using it as an excuse not to actually do what's right. Yeah. Well, I'm not perfect, so I don't have to do what's right. Well, nobody's perfect. That's that's fine. But that should not be an excuse not to actually do what you know is right. Right. Right? The man who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, to him it is sin. So you know what's right and don't do it. You're willfully sinning, right? Yeah. You're choosing to swerve away from God here because you— God is the knowing, the right that you know, right? You should turn into that. Um, but when I hear that, at the core of this is grace and what true grace really is, which is an influence of God on the heart outside of yourself. And that requires, that requires honesty. And so much of what we deal with, like what we're trying to do here is clarify that there is a distinction. And so much of what we, we, we encounter is this, this false, this delusion, yeah. right? This, uh, oh, yeah, I am saying what you're saying. No, I'm talking about something else. Grace is something different. God actually influences men independent of themselves. It's, 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 God is not you. You are not God. When, when God speaks and influences and has effect on your life, it's outside of you. And when God does that, we are accountable to him, not just in one in in cozy, comfortable moments where it's like, I had an encounter with God during worship and I feel good, right? right. How about that moment when God's like, hey, your heart here, you're selfish here. Yeah, you want a donut. You're wrong. Yeah. And that's oh, separate that's separation. I'm wrong, right? Yeah. And God's in in every moment where you're wrong, you need to be honest with God and say, God, not what I want, what you want. You're right. I'm wrong. This is wicked. I must repent. I must die to this. Right. I cannot keep going this way. How do you see it, God? Yeah. Right? Well, well, that that is a change of influence. And, and that's why I started out making the point that death to self is a cutting away of that self-serving influence within us. It is the influence of self. Well, that so what that means is we we are born and we grow up believing that me getting what I want is good. That's the perception. That's the that is the the place where I stand. That's the line I hold, and I'm willing to pitch a fit in order to hold that and to maintain that. Well, my mind about that needs to change. I need to see it differently. And there's no way to look with my eyes at myself and my understanding and perceive the truth of me. I, I can't. I'm, I'm within the problem. I am the problem. And that's why what you're saying is true. We need an outside influence. We need help from outside. We need to hear a different voice. And it's as we trust that voice and apply and agree with what that voice, which is God, because if we, all we got to do to follow Satan's will is listen to self. It's all we got to do because it's written on our hearts. Until we hear God's voice and trust what he's saying, our mind can be changed. And then we perceive the donut differently. We, and, and it's not the donut as in the pastry. It's the rebellion in my heart. We see it differently. And then you turn away from it in honesty. It's the self-strength. It's my way. It's what I want. And that's what I had to die to. It had nothing to do with the donut. Right. right. I obviously have eaten many donuts since then. <laughs> that's not a problem anymore. Um, and, and that's another thing we're not saying is that God's just taking away all your desires. You, you, can, you can never desire anything. Well, no. I, I mean, I enjoy a football game and, and watching the game as much as the next guy. I enjoy a good meal. I, I have desire, right? But my desire is submitted and subject to, the, to God and what right. he wants. Right? God— th- I, I, I want to go to the game. But if God says, hey, there's something else you need to do, you're not going to the game. Okay, God, what, what, that is good to me. Yeah. Then, then what are we about, yeah. right? As much as I like the game or as much as I like food or whatever else, right, it's got even sleep, right? You see Jesus deny himself sleep all the time because he was about the Father's business, right? Uh, I have food you know not of. The, you know, have, has he eaten? He's yeah, talking about right. bread. He's not talking about bread. Maybe he's got some in his pocket. Right? God is, he's like, God is feeding me with what he's speaking, the truth yeah. that he's speaking. I have work to do. I'm about something. And his concern is not food. Right. Right? That's, it's, it's far from food. I'm sure he was hungry and needed to eat. And if, it, if there weren't other things going on, he'd be eating food. It's not a big deal. 
it's it's about what God is doing and what God's about. If you're not surrendered to God, then that's not going to happen. Yeah. Coming back to how we die, right? If by the Spirit you are putting to death the misdeeds of the body, right? you will live. If by the Spirit, the Spirit is the breath of God, right? This yes. is how God speaks. This is how he influences. God is speaking, breathing, influencing, shining light, all the metaphors, right? Line them up. Yeah. There, there's a, the Bible is full of metaphors trying to describe this concept that God is affecting. That's why the sun shines on the earth, right? right. That's what it is. It's an image of God shining light upon everybody that's in this world, right? Grace of God has appeared to all men, teaching us to say no to ungodliness, right? Teaching us, instructing us to live godly. How do we die? We, we, we trust that instruction. Yes. We agree with that influence. We, when, when God says, when God push comes to shove and the rubber meets the road and he says, right here, you don't get what you want. You are wrong. You, you, you need to see this. You need to acknowledge this on God's terms. If I let go and die there, then I have relationship with God there. I'd, and if I don't, I'm, I'm pushing relationship away. I've rejected relationship. I've rejected life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to go ahead and give that reference. You know, it's Romans eight thirteen for the verse that you quoted. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. That We're not making this up. And, and and I also want to point out, like I did before, that's a verse that I'm sure many people have heard, and they've heard it through their own filter and, and their own lack of death to self, and they've heard it from preachers who have not died to self. And so there's no real understanding of it, and it's this archaic thing. It is not that. It is not some kind of relic. These verses and the topics and the things that these people said that Paul said in this, it's not this relic on a shelf or some statue that we should all come in and, you know, fold our hands and go, oh, (laughs) no, it has a practical meaning to him and a practical meaning today. It's a way to walk in the light. It's a way to know God. That singing was lovely, by the way. Did you love that? that (laughs) I was was actually singing the Halo theme song. Um, Well, as you talk about that, it it makes, put this to the test, right? Go to your church. Ask God to show you. Look around. The, The people, the very people that should be delivered from themselves, that should be free from sin, that should be living godly, are they? Or are they full of their flesh? Are they alive to their self-will? Are they fighting and bickering and, and backstabbing and complaining and doing all these things that they shouldn't be doing, right? Um, what of their heart? Look at your pastor. What of his ambition? What of his ego? Is he, is he surrendered to that? And, and you're going to need God to open your eyes. right? Because like you said, we have filters. The flesh is wily. And, and you see what you want to see, you hear what you want to hear. But Jesus spoke to those who had eyes to see and ears to hear. He's like, do you have eyes to see? In other words, are you going to look past your own way of seeing and see spiritually what God is saying, what God is showing? Do you have ears to hear past the right. surface and the hear appearance. what God is saying beyond that? And, you know, ask God, open my eyes, help me see what's going on here. You know, we start, I started doing that and started asking God for more, and God started speaking. I started having dreams, and I'm like, I know God—I didn't understand him for the most part, but it's like, I know you're—I could—I woke up from the dream, and you knew, God, that's a dream from God. Okay, now what are you saying? <laughs> what, what does that mean? Um, but, but look around. People that are supposedly— Right yeah. in the image of Christ, supposedly right. walking, true Christians supposedly, and yet they're full of their flesh. But you know, one of the big things for me is I'd be in a situation and God would speak very, very clearly. God would make a point to me, Joe. This is what I want you to do. Do not do this or do this. And then I would be around people that consider themselves Christian, and I'd say, God said this, and they're like, Well how about this? Or they, they would encourage me to go against 
what I'm saying because it wasn't what they wanted. Yeah. It wasn't what they liked. And it's like, well, but God yep. spoke this. Right. And then God was God used that to show me, do you see that you know in your heart that I have spoken to you? And do you see how they are opposed to that? They don't recognize They it. are rejecting yeah. that voice. They are not mine. And that was a big way for God to show me that they're these people are not following God. Right. These people that are claiming to be Christian are not Christian. And then you see their flesh. They're they're in their flesh. They're they're ambitious, egotistical, um, backbiting, just ugly, ugly stuff. That's not godly. Yeah, yeah. And I I want to jump in there and read a little bit from "Asking for the Ancient Path" by <laughs> Jeff Barron. My my copy is kind of used used up pretty good, but uh, he makes a point here. He says, "One heart truly changed speaks judgment to every heart." that stagnates. So th- everything we've been talking about when it comes to dying to self, there's a true value to it beyond just what it does in my own heart and the deliverance there because it speaks something to those around us. And one of the things it speaks is judgment to everyone who claims to have died but has not because they're living a lie. And you, you walk up and, and merely stand Merely just question, merely maybe just not go along. And I'm sure, you know, in your examples, there's a a variation of degrees. You know, sometimes you're speaking directly. Sometimes it's just, well, maybe I won't agree necessarily. Well, well, now you're the pariah. You're you're the outcast and you are – your light just shined into their darkness. It speaks judgment. And there's a benefit to that. Because for them, now they stand before God and it's like, well, God says, hey, I, I sent this guy, Joe, to you. Uh, y- you're, you're angry that I'm not letting you into heaven. I spoke to you in the, through the light in his heart. You, you don't have excuse, man. And then to anyone that is questioning, anyone that's around you that when those things happened, it was like, maybe there's something more. And then they see this little bit of light the spark come and it's like, ah, and it inspires, you know, if they, if they want to know more. Yeah. I was talking one time, um, I was just talking about the things that God was doing. God's showing me these things. He's teaching me to die. He, he pointed this out and told me to repent. And the response, I'm talking about my own heart and what God is doing to me, right. And what he's speaking to me. And the response was, you need to be careful not to judge other people. And I thought, what? Yeah. What's the connection? And then it, it, I drew the conclusion. Oh, you're feeling judged. I'm not even talking about you, but you see that I am losing myself and surrendering and changing and 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 where you always turn away, I'm turning into God here and I'm losing my life where you have saved your life. And that spoke judgment to them. It's like, oh, I well, see that, what's that's going, what's going on. Light has shined, right. and you didn't like the light, right? Right, and I wasn't even talking about you. Yeah. I wasn't talking to you, right? It was, this is about what God's doing with me and my heart. But clearly, there's something yeah. going on in you in your heart, right? Right, and, and God used it in that scenario. Not that everyone's going to respond in a positive way to that, obviously, you know. But you know, the benefit within your own heart. Okay, so now you to use your example, man, like. I keep wanting to like do these things with my hand, but there's this thing in the way. Um, your example about the donut, you you are a, a dead man to that pull within your heart. And so you encounter that exact scenario today. And here here's the benefit of being dead. Well, you can take it or leave it. You're not pulled. A dead man isn't... Uh, doesn't have an insatiable desire, right? A dead man doesn't have to have something. A dead man isn't intimidated by people who throw stuff at you. A dead man uh, doesn't intimidate others either. I mean, a dead man is dead. There's no life there within that. I'm, I'm talking about with, flesh, yeah. within that part of you, yeah, that wants to do all this destructive behavior. There's no life to that thing anymore, at least in that part of who you are. And so you're free. You're free to actually do what matters. You're not caught up in all the things of, of fighting and, you know, the things you see kids do with each other. Well, I, I think of, you know, 
God can actually use somebody. Right. Uh, and I, I I say it that way because I know the religious context, which is or the the what people think religiously is I want to be used by God. Well, the very desire of your flesh to want to be used by God is ugly in God's eyes. That's detestable in His eyes, right? God's not no, right? That you're you're full of you and what you want and right. how it brings you glory. Until that's changed, God's not going to use you. Right. This, that, how, is, that is disgusting. In you're our, not in God's useful. Eyes. So God's looking and saying, okay, you want to be used by me. All right, let's start here. Yeah. Die to yourself. First of all, be willing to be nothing. Yeah. Be willing to not be used. Yeah. Right? Um, it, it's not about what you want. It's about what's right. Surrender your will here. And then God continues. And this is not a one-time. This is a right. life style of, of losing. Yeah. Talk Paul about says, the donut. I die daily, right? Yeah. Talking about the donut, that's that was one. That's just one thing, right? Um, and it doesn't. It, every day we die, and it doesn't mean that tomorrow something isn't going to come up like the donut. And God's like, okay, are you going to forsake me for this, Joe? Right, right, right here. Either either you're going to say, God, you're right, and lose your life, or you're going to say, I'm going to do what I want to do. Right, right. Yeah, it's, yeah. The the donut was really the hook that was sunk into you that could be used to pull you away from what's right. That's really what that, that was. And you die to that pull, and then you're, you can no longer be pulled by that. You, I mean, what we have going on so much right now in, in today's society is someone will say something that's just frank or honest, you know? And, and well, heaven forbid, it treads on someone's feelings, and then now there's all this backlash and there's backlash against the statement, and there's all this going on, and then they go back and retract their statement, and they apologize, and what's really refreshing is those that will come out and say, heck no. No, that's <laughs> what I think. That's who I am, and I'm sorry if it offends you, but I have nothing in my heart against you. I will not apologize for what I said. Yeah. That's a heart that isn't moved by that backlash. That is the benefit of being dead. Yeah, and... And God is looking for people who are dead to themselves, right, that, that will listen to his voice and surrender their life. And then he's saying, okay, right here, I want you to stand right here. Yeah. I want you to lay down right here on these tracks. Right. Right, because well, we're going to derail this train. That's right. And and uh, you, you're willing to do that. There's nothing in you that's going to rebel or fight against this. This is what needs to be done. And that's what Jesus did. He laid, you know, yeah. he laid on the cross, right, right. is the idea. He... And it derailed all the religious game. It showed it for what it was. It's like, no, there's something more here. There's something greater here. And you guys are are, are following these rules and feeling justified, feeling like you're okay, but in your heart, you're full of dead men's bones, right? right? That's the idea. Yeah. Um, you're not actually delivered in heart. You're not, you're not dead to your flesh. It's full of yucky stuff, right? Yeah. You clean the outside. It looks great. Right? Look, I'm not smoking or drinking or doing this. I'm going to church. Every... But that's all a show because on the inside, you're still ugly and mean and selfish and nasty to people, right? It, there's ugliness in your heart. God changes the heart. Yeah. Deliver my heart, right? right. From, 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 from wanting my own way, from destroying relationship because, I, well, I want a donut. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and if you're ever going to get to a point where you would willingly die for Jesus, which is, you know, that's the noblest claim, you know, among the religious. Okay, if you're ever going to get there, you're going to have to die to these things along the way. I mean, you can't say, I'm not going to lay down my desire for a donut and then claim over here, but I would die for Christ if there were, you know, the Inquisition came back. You, you can't say that. And yet there are many people that will die for Christ in their flesh, right? Because the glory that that brings them in their mind, they'll, they'll, they're not really dying for Christ. But right. in, in Daniel, he's, he, you know, he sees the vision and he's sick for several days. I, I, I don't know the reference, but you know, he's, he's sick for several days. And it's like there are people that will die in hypocrisy. Right, they're dying in hypocrisy. Meaning, I'm going to die for Jesus, but it's hip, that, that is an act of hypocrisy because in my heart, God didn't tell me to lay down my life here. Right, that's the other thing. Well, I'll just make a list of all the things I'm going to die to and die to him. Right. Well, no, you, you've you've missed relationship altogether. 
this is about God speaking to you and, and, and God putting his hand on something, saying, right here, you want to be my child? This place right here. Right. Lose your life here. That's what the thing with the rich young ruler, all these things he had given. But Jesus still saw there was rebellion in right. his heart, right? And he's like, well, right here. Or there was love in his heart for something else. Right here, this has got to go. And he went away sad because he was very wealthy, right? He, he owned much. That's, he was possessed by it. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I want to use a, another analogy here. Um, the Someone who has died and has paid that price, died to themselves, and they have paid the price, and they now walk free from self, they have an effect. I mean, a good effect on every heart around them that desires to find that same thing or that has ears to hear and eyes to see. It has this effect that stirs on. And it's, it's like a soldier in battle. And it's this, there are soldiers who go to battle and they have not paid the price and they become cowards and, you know, they want to run away from the battle. And then there are those who have paid the price. And, and of course, there's, there's people in the middle who are in the process, granted, but the benefit of the leader or just fellow soldier who has truly paid that price and they, they, it, with everything they do on the battlefield, they lay their life on the line. That stirs everyone else on. It inspires the others that maybe haven't are, are new. You know, they haven't faced the onslaught yet. They haven't paid the same price and inspires them to get up and go. And then it's, it instills this uh, in the leaders that have soldiers like this. They're like, yes, I can take this hill because I have good soldiers. They are, they are useful, right? You want to be used by God. You want to be used. Well, then you need to be dead or else when the bullets start flying, you're not going to, you're not going to actually go on and, and follow the orders. You're going to cower. You're going to sit in the ditch and try and protect yourself. Well, and that, is, is that not what Jesus did, right? Yeah. I mean, he laid down his life showing us how, you know, we should die as he died, yeah. right? Um, he's an example. We should, our, we should live as Christ lived, right? That's the whole point. And how did he live? He lived not to his own will, but the will of the Father. Even though he is God, he did not consider himself to be, you know, equal with God. He, he became in the likeness of man and— and made himself nothing. Made himself nothing. Right. And he walked as we should walk, which is a man hearing, trusting, obeying his father, right? That's how he walked. Uh, he, Jesus did not pull God. He didn't right. say, I'm going to just do what I want to do. Um, he, he followed what God said. And, and, he, and when God—the garden is a great example of how he didn't pull God, right? I mean, he could have just said, no, I'm not going to do this. This is not cool. Right. Instead, he's like, God, if, if he was he was in submission to the Father and said, God, if you could, if this cup can pass, that'd be great, but not what I want. Jesus saying, not my will, right? Yes. But your yeah. will, Father, is, a, is, I mean, it speaks volumes of who we ought to be and how we ought to live, right? True Christians lay down their will for the Father. And, and Jesus walked that road first. Look, you can die trusting the Father. Your life is in his hands, and he will not, you know, he won't abandon you. Right. God loves you, this concept, right? Um, God, God sees your heart, knows who you truly are. You, you don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to win. You don't have to have your way. It doesn't matter that evil men win in, in, in this world, Right. You lay down your life for me to the point that he physically laid down his life, not just spiritually, but physically laid down his life to the point of death. Jesus didn't go to the point of the cross and go, well, that's good enough. Right. Right. Well, that, that, that's far enough. Now you have Abraham and, and, and Isaac yeah. and, and the whole. And, but and, God intervened there. Yeah, God intervened. But that, even that was a, a shadow of what was coming, right? Because he did not intervene with Christ. It had to be paid. And the same thing is true in our own hearts. We have to pay that same death, right? We have to—we take up our cross. We are crucified to this world. The Scripture's full of it, right? right. Paul talked all about it, right? right? We have to die as he died. It's not a vicarious—it's not, well, he died so that I didn't have to. No, he died so that you could die right. in the same manner, right? Yeah. And, and Christ is the head of the church, 
And that's how he led by example, which means every leader of, of any church body anywhere should walk in the same way. It must. And this is, this is the problem. You mentioned earlier, examine your church. Just look around. Look and see how free are the people around me. How free is the pastor? How free are the deacons of themselves? How, really, honestly. Well, if you're not, you're not a Christian. You're not part of the body of Christ. You're not following his example because that's how he lived. That's how Jesus lived. That's how we must live. And if we don't, we are playing a game. We are the problem. So it's not just, yeah, you're right. It's not a vicariously through Christ, somehow it uh, magically transfers to me. No, I need to actually take up my cross. I mean, yes, I, I deny myself, but it's got to move past mere denial to taking up the cross that's mine. Yeah. That puts me to death. Now, it's true he paid a penalty. Right. Right. That I can't pay. Right. There's, that reality is there. But the 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 way in which he lived by laying down his life, I must lose my life too. Right. Anyone who wishes to come after me must take up his cross, die to, or he must right. deny himself, take up his cross, must die daily. Right. right. Um, so the the. That that reality is there in Scripture, and even though I butchered it, I'm sure <laughs> the reality is there in Scripture that you must die. You you cannot have your own way. Yep. And you just can't. Yep. And it is the only true change. You know, the, the world is full of the idea that people cannot change. You know, you can modify some of the, your behavior, but the essentials of who you are and your desires and, and all of your character flaws— they're just always going to be there. No, you change by dying to you. That's how it happens. There's a million churches on every street corner. Right? There's yeah. well, not a million on every street, but you know, there's millions of churches <laughs> everywhere. Big corners, so big corners. <laughs> um, but there's churches everywhere, and those are all variations of stopping short. Yeah, that's what it is, right? Christ requires you to actually die to yourself and follow Him. And it's like, well, we're going to do this instead. Well, we're going to do this instead. Yeah. We're going to do something close to that, but because programs. that's hard, yeah. we're going to do something, you know, a little bit different. God would understand. God will show us grace. You know, God got you in the false sense, right? Uh, we're, we're, we're forgiven. We're not, not perfect, perfect, right? We're just forgiven. Um, yeah. Nobody's perfect. Well, and then, and then you see all the bickering that goes on yeah. amongst all that of what's right. Well, none of that's right. Yeah. Yeah, none of that's right. Where is God? Right? Who stops and says, where is the Lord? Who goes and in, in, in gets counsel from his mouth? Right? And I would encourage anybody out there, because, I mean, I God spoke to me before I kind of really got into the church. I mean, I, I grew up in church a little bit, but God spoke to me, and I went into the church, and a lot of what God was speaking, I— I learned wrong. Like I, I like, oh well, I feel in my heart this is right, but people were saying, well, no, no, you, this is, you know, nobody's perfect. This is God's chosen institution, all those things. And then God had to take me out and say, No, all that's crap. That's not true. Right? I you found me in relationship because you cried out in honesty and I responded to you. God drew me first. There's that, that reality, right. but I cried out to God, God changed me. God, if there's something you can do in my life, then do it. And then God said, all right. And he started speaking to me. And, and it, if it, you know, we walk from there. Um, but there's a, you know, there's all kinds of stuff out there that's, that's stopping short of actually yeah. surrendering and following God. Even though we may have words of, I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and you don't. Right. Right. I, um, I dethroned King me, and he's on he's on the throne now. I had to take the self yeah. off the throne. Well, well Jesus took the wheel. Jesus took well, all those things. Right. I mean, you got little diagrams and everything. You've seen all kinds of stuff because people see bits and pieces of truth. But if it's not real, if you're not actually finding God, if you're not actually following Him in obedience, not what you want, but what He wants in every way, every time He speaks, right? You don't pick and choose what He says. Everything he says, uh, I heard that. Well, I agree with ninety percent of what you say. Right. Well, it's the ten percent that's sending you to hell. Right. 
right? It's the 10% that you don't agree with God on that's going to send you to hell. That's where you're separate from God. You don't need to see all those places that you agree with God. You need to see where you don't agree with God. You need to see where you don't want God yeah. because that's the ugly part that you don't want to look at. Right. Yeah. That's And that's the practical. Yeah. The, I mean, that is where the rubber actually meets the road and we stop merely talking about these things and, and just reiterating or rehashing old sermons and just rereading old verses and just going, going through the motions. No, the practical comes down to that point where, where the, the place where I don't want God is revealed and I actually trust him there. And that's where I die. That's where I find relationship with him. And if that doesn't happen, there is a practical walking out of the rebellion in the life. It is not, it's not ethereal. We're not talking, we're not describing something that you can never actually understand or you can never actually see and know what it is. No, it is extremely practical. The fact that it has been lied about and people blind themselves to it doesn't change the reality that it's as practical as whether your shoes are tied or not. It, not. <laughs> that was a stupid pun. <laughs> um, but it is, it is practical. It's something that can be done, and it is observable. It is true Christianity. It is. There is anything less than that is a game. Right, it's not real, right? Um, I think of the. It's a little different today, but life is pain. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody telling you different? They're trying to say something. something highness, right? Um, life is death. Anybody telling you different? Any religious concept, any pastor, any person telling you different is trying to sell you something, trying to convince you of something less than. Yep. Right, because everybody knows deep in their heart, because God speaks to everybody, and no man has excuse. Everybody knows deep in their heart that when they are doing what is wrong, right, you know the good you ought to do. Right. You know the bad you ought not to do. Right. You know in your heart it is sin. Because God and that is God requires it. you to change. Yeah. It is not okay for it to stay there. Right. And we're making no bones about it. It is not okay for you to stay in your sin. Right. God has made a way for, for you to be delivered from, well, we're going to sin every day. No, that is not how God wants it. God has, God has made a way for you to be changed here, now, yeah. to walk in right relationship with God, to not turn away from Him. And it's going to require death for that. Right. I think your screen turned off. They sure did. <laughs> da, 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 da. Just telling us we got to be done. <laughs> well, well, kind of. I, I mean, but I want to say that what you're... Dang it! What did you just say? Now the screens so made you, me forget it. You have it. to be you, you. You have to die to sin. There's no way oh, to continue in daily sin. Right. Well, the you made the point there. A lot of people say that it's okay. I'm just always going to sin. Right. It's well, we're always going to. We're not. Uh, we're not perfect. We're forgiven. Well, that's the broad road. Yes, it that's is. what the broad road is. That is. So you the can't false church. You can't claim that and still be Christian. Yeah, I mean you. You are not a Christian. And that's what we're saying, that we're trying to drive this, make this huge indelible line and make it very clear. And the, the problem is people don't want that, that distinction. They want for their sin to be acceptable to God, and it is not. And I hear this argument, oh, you think you're perfect. No, we do not think we're perfect. Well, you don't ever sin. Well, no, that's not necessarily the case, right? The difference being... If I find myself separated from God because God's like, hey, look, you're not, you're not, this, we don't agree here, Joe, right? And I find myself apart from God, my tendency, because of relationship with God now, and he's changed me, my tendency is to go, you know what, you're right, God, and, yeah. and turn back to him. Every, every minute swerving away from God is sin, separating myself from God, right? That's where it's headed. Well, so God speaks and says, hey, come back here in relationship. Or say sin. It's 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 on my way to separate myself from God. And if I continue in that, then I can walk away from God. Like I can keep walking that way. Now God's going to discipline me. He's going to say, "Don't do it." He's going to turn me back. He's going to influence me. Right? All those things. But God wants me to have a right relationship with Him. And my tendency, because of the relationship I have, is to turn back. We turn into God. That's what repentance is. Yeah. Right. It's like, Joe, that was an ugly heart right here. That was, that, was, that was not from me. That was from you. 
oh God, that was wicked. Yeah. Change me, God. Help me see how I don't need to, I don't need to have that heart. And then God shows me the truth of that heart. And I repent, turn back and agree with him. And I, and I walk in right relationship. And I don't have to sin every day. I can walk in relationship. I can be near God every day, right? Don't separate yourself from God. That is what sin is. Yeah. And, and that is not what you're taught in, in the modern, in modern Christianity. Right. All right. Well, cool. I, I think it's probably time to wrap it up. Yeah. I man, think I've said enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I appreciate Appreciate you coming on. It's good having you. Good yeah. conversation. Yeah, I was. Um, I do want to remind everybody, you know, go and go and check out the book, Asking for the Ancient Path. You know, I read a little bit out of it today. There's tons more in there that can help these concepts we're talking about really go deep, and it will it will challenge you very much. You find that on Amazon. Uh, go to our website, simplyreal.org. Uh, send us an email. Contact us at simplyreal.org uh, or something I hadn't mentioned before. I'll go ahead and throw this out there as a, as a phone number. If you want to contact us by phone, call us at 903 500 9494. If you've got questions about any of the things we've been discussing today, uh, we, we want to be able to interact with you if we can, um, but don't stop looking for the truth. You know, even when and especially when it hurts, and that's that's the deal with death. It it, it definitely hurts, but it is worth it. One more thing. <laughs> yeah. Ask God if this is true. Honest question before God. If you truly seek with all your heart and you are honest in your heart, God will make himself known to you. God will show you the truth. You don't have to take anybody's word for it. You, in fact— that we don't want you we don't to take want, yeah. your word for it. We want you to turn to God, cry out to God. Don't play a game with that. You play a game with that, yeah, that's what you're going to get, right? You're going to get a game. That's 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 what your life's going to be. But if you get honest, as honest as you know, and you cry out to God and say, God, help me see this, God is good to show you. He will speak. He will reveal himself. He will make this known to anybody who is honest and is seeking. Yep, I agree 100%. All right. Thanks for coming. 